I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, everybody. I'm Jordan. I'll be your host for the Kiwi Birth Tales podcast. It's my hope that you find support and comfort in these stories, and I'm really looking forward to bringing you today's episode. Just a reminder before we get started... All the details in these podcasts are personal experiences, each woman with her own opinions and thoughts on pregnancy and birth. While I hope that you find some useful advice in this podcast, you should always speak with a medical professional before making any important decisions. I'm not an advocate for any particular model of birth care, and this platform is simply used to share these empowering Kiwi birth tales with you all. Let's get into the episode. In today's episode, we hear from Heidi. Heidi takes us through her three vaginal births in three different places, North Shore Hospital, Tauranga Hospital, and the Bethlehem Birthing Centre. Heidi has three positive birth experiences using a TENS machine for pain relief and has three beautiful little babies. I'm looking forward to bringing you today's episode and I really hope you enjoy it. Hi Heidi, thanks so much for joining me today. I'm really happy to have you on the podcast. Hi Jordan, no worries. I'll have you to be here. Cool. Would you like to tell the listeners a little bit about you and your family, where you live? Yeah, sure. So I am a mum of three. I have got a four-year-old boy, Jet, and then I've got two girls. Navy is just gone two, and Rumi is just gone four months old. And we live in Tauranga, well, Papamoa, with my husband, Sammy. Awesome. Thank you. And how did you sort of find out that you were pregnant? Were you planning to get pregnant? What was that journey like for you the first time around? Um, we weren't really planning. We So we got married in December of 2013 and I'd been on the pill a while. And I so I came off that when we got married um, and I said to my husband, oh, you know, let's just come off it and see what happens and take it as it comes. It'll probably take me a year to get pregnant because I've been on it for a while. Well, yeah. uh, Jet was a honeymoon baby, <laughs> so it <laughs> happened really quickly. Right. And did you have any early symptoms that gave you signs? Did you miss a period or you just took a test after a while? I I don't know. I kind of had like, I just had a feeling that I was pregnant. I, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely missed a period. And then I got a home pregnancy test because we were actually in America on our honeymoon at the time. Um, and I got a pregnancy test and then we just tested and pregnant. Just kind of one of those, oh, you don't think it'll happen, and then it did. Yeah. <laughs> and did you have any sort of plans on where you thought you might want to deliver at the time and what method of care you might use, so midwife or doctor, or you hadn't thought that far yet? Um, early pregnancy, I hadn't thought about it. As we yeah. got back to New Zealand three or four weeks later, I had a bit of time to process, um, and then I started looking for a midwife. Uh, we were living on the North Shore at the time, so I just found a midwife who was literally just up the road from us, which was really handy. I didn't really go down the OB route, just, I don't don't think I really knew about it. And I didn't really see any need because the lady I met with, Tracy, the midwife at the time, she was just really lovely and put my mind at ease. So just went with her. And did you have any pregnancy sort of symptoms the rest of the time? Did you have bad morning sickness or anything else for the rest of the time that you were pregnant with Jet? Um, No, I didn't. I got away really lucky with his pregnancy, actually. I was, I had a bit of morning sickness for maybe two or three weeks 
very early on. I remember we were, we went snowboarding for our honeymoon and I just felt quite, quite seedy and didn't really feel like snowboarding. So, um, kind of ruined the honeymoon a wee bit, but no, I didn't get, <laughs> didn't get bad morning sickness. Like I can't complain about his pregnancy at all. I was lucky enough to be able to stay really fit. I did CrossFit all the way up to, I think 38 or 39 weeks. Yeah. Very cool. And did you go to any antenatal classes or birth classes? We went to some antenatal classes on the North Shore, just run by the hospital. But if I'm honest, they weren't very good. They were all about the pregnancy side of it, which when we went along, I was already sort of 35, 36 weeks. So they they didn't really give me any new information. They skipped a whole lot of really useful information about like how to care for a newborn. It, It was just kind of, I think the lady meant really well, but it was just quite quite happy and didn't really give us any practical information about um, how to deal with a newborn. And I guess my, my kind of mind with it was it'll be what it is with the birth. You can't control it. Um, so unfortunately I didn't find the antenatal classes that helpful. Did you have any sort of ideas? Had you researched at all about the kind of birth that you were hoping for, or did you know that you wanted to go drag free or you wanted to go for an epidural if you needed it? I was always of the mind, um, I'll just take it as it comes. I'll use whatever I need to when and if it's presented. Um, I had a lot of faith in my midwife, so she kind of presented heaps of options to me, and I really liked the sound of a TENS machine. So I got one of those, and I actually used that during my birth, which I found really, really helpful um, and managed to go completely drug-free by using that. But, yeah, I was always of the mind of just – use what I need to. And if I need an epidural, if I need a C-section, like it is what it is and just go with the professionals. Cool. So do you want to take us through going into labor and then your birth experience with Jet? How far along were you when that's all started? Yeah, for sure. So, um, I went into labor on his due date at about four o'clock in the afternoon. Um, and I just remember really, really light niggles, not really thinking too much of it. I just sort of carried on with my evening, made dinner. We had dinner together, Sammy and I. And then I went to bed that night um, at about nine or, nine or 10 o'clock and kind of dozed because I was in a little bit of pain, but not enough to really like take your breath away or anything. So I kind of dozed the night away. And then at about maybe 5.30 in the morning, things like quite kind of heated up a wee bit, but again, not enough to really think I was in full-blown labor. Um, And we actually had some friends come around that morning for breakfast. And I didn't even tell them because I was really (laughs) of the mind of, oh, what if it stops and I don't want to get my hopes up. So um, I I didn't actually tell them. Then I called my midwife at about 11 thinking, okay, things have kind of got, they wrapped up a bit and maybe this is it. Um, she came and checked me out because she just lived right down the road at about 11. And she said that I was seven centimeters, I think. And she said, look, you can wait it out at home a bit more if you want, or you can come into the hospital and I'll break your waters. And by that point I was like, I'm done. Get this baby out. <laughs> yeah. um, so we, we went to the hospital and she, she broke my waters at about, oh, I think it might've been about three o'clock. And then as soon as she broke them, it was just like it all kicked off. And I put my TENS machine on and then he was born at four o'clock with the uh, the TENS machine. It just helped to really take the edge off. And I remember yeah, at okay. one point asking my midwife, oh, can I have some gas? I'm, I'm like really over this. I'm really struggling. 
And I think by that time I was like well into the pushing stage and she said, look, you can, but it's just going to prolong things if you do. So I think uh, yeah. I remember just being like, okay, <laughs> let's do this. Let's just get them out. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think overall for a first birth, it was, it was a really positive experience. I think yeah. like going in with the mindset of it'll be what it is and I'll just kind of take it as it comes definitely helped. I had my mum on one side of me and Sammy, my husband on the other and I was on my back on the bed and just like pushing through each contraction. And yeah, without them, it would have been so, so much harder, I think, because they just like really supported me and kept encouraging me. And <laughs> yeah. Awesome. And did you have any um, tearing or anything or you were fine after? And so I did actually have some tearing. I had second degree. So once he was born, uh, my midwife, Tracy, she sort of checked me out and said, Oh, you've, you've got a wee tear. And I had no idea at the time. Like I didn't feel it or anything <laughs> whilst delivering because there was obviously a lot going on, but yes, yeah, so I had that just stitched up, but it was, it was no drama really, to be honest. It was just a wee yeah. injection to numb the area and stitched me up and carried on. Perfect. And so you've got little baby jet. How did he go at latching on and what was your sort of experience there? So breastfeeding, for me, this is probably another area where I feel like I was really let down by my antenatal class. We got shown yeah. a video of um, a brand newborn baby on mum's chest sort of uh, wiggling up, finding mum's nipple yeah. and latching on. So I honestly, I thought that was just how it was going to be. He was just kind of going to wiggle on up and do the job himself, um, much to my disappointment. It was not like that. <laughs> so... Yeah. For the first time I, I put him to the boob and, um, he sort of nibbled away at the, the very end of the, the nipple causing me some real discomfort. But again, yeah, first feeding, I had no idea what was going on. I didn't have any clue that you really had to, both mother and baby had to learn how to feed. Uh, my midwife actually suggested, oh, look, why don't you try a nipple shield to help your nipples recuperate? So that was really, really helpful because, again, that was totally missed in our antenatal class. Um, bit of a shame. But she, yeah, with her help, she um, was really, really kind helping me learn to breastfeed. And um, through that, we actually managed to do, I think we did about six weeks just solely using a nipple shield with Jet and then managed to wean him off it. And we breastfed for 18 months. Oh, wow. Um, That's a pretty good yeah. result. Yeah, well, he was, he probably would have still been going at three, I reckon, if I hadn't got pregnant <laughs> with Navy. So, yeah. um, yeah, when I got pregnant with her, I kind of weaned him slowly off. Yeah. And so did you get your period back when you were still breastfeeding then to get pregnant with Navy or? I did at about, or oh, from memory, roughly maybe 10 or 11 months after having Jen. Okay. And had you planned to get pregnant again? So I had, um, I got pregnant quite quickly after having Jet. Um, again, never really tried. We always had the mentality of like, let's see what happens, take it as yeah. it comes. Um, so I got pregnant. Gosh, I can't remember what the dates, but anyway, I was, I got pregnant and I actually miscarried very early into the pregnancy at about six weeks, which for me was totally fine. Like I, definitely believe things are meant to happen for a reason and um there must have been you know some divine reason that we didn't carry that baby um yeah. and look if if I had I wouldn't have my two little girls now so I think things are meant yeah. to be and it gives me kind of like a peace knowing that that baby is 
in a better place with my dad. So that's kind of like, I guess, the way that I've processed that. And it's such a common thing that I kind of, yeah, it was, it was just something that was like so fine for me. It wasn't a big emotional moment. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, so I miscarried after six weeks and then, um, I had just one regular cycle and then I actually fell pregnant again with Navy. Navy's, uh, pregnancy, was it any different to Jets or was it similar? Did you find out that you were having a girl before she was born? So with both Jet and Navy, we found out the sex at the 20 week scan. Um, Navy's pregnancy was really different to Jet's. I was a lot, lot sicker. Um, so from almost the moment that I found out that I was pregnant with her at maybe like four or five weeks, it was pretty early. Um, I had morning sickness. I never actually vomited, but it was just that seedy feeling of like dawn to dusk of, Oh my gosh, I'm going to be sick. I'm going to be sick. I'm going to be sick, but never actually vomiting. Um, so that wasn't that fun having to look after a toddler and do that. Um, that eased at about 14 weeks, I think with Navy. Um, and then we found out, yep, that she was a little girl, which was really cool because I was expecting another boy. Um, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) So yeah. And then come 30 weeks, she was sitting posterior. So I got terrible sciatica with her, like almost to the point where I couldn't walk. Um, so from 30 weeks, I had to cut out all exercise, all major lifting of anything. I could barely get Jet in and out of his cot. <laughs> One day I had to ride a mobility scooter around the supermarket. It was that bad. Oh, <laughs> so that was, that was pretty tough. I made it to, I think, oh, I think 39 weeks. And I asked my midwife for a stretch and sweep. Unfortunately, she wasn't keen at all to give me one, um, which was a shame. Because Were you with the same of, midwife? No, or I new... was with a different one because we moved yeah. um, cities. We moved from Auckland to Tauranga. Okay. Um, yeah. So it was a bit of a shame because I kind of lost a bit of faith in her being that I was in like such pain and like very debilitating yeah. as well. So um, unfortunately, that wasn't the best, the best outcome. But anyway, yeah. um, I went into labor with Navy, Navy on her due date, um, at about four or four thirty in the afternoon. Um, and I guess because I kind of knew now what I was experiencing, I knew things were kicking off a lot, lot faster. Um, yeah. and then come sort of, I think 7 PM, I managed to put jet to bed and, um, called my midwife who unfortunately was actually on her weekend of leave. Um, so I had her backup midwife come and assess me who I'd never met before, but she was so lovely. So it didn't bother me. Luckily my personality just didn't really bother me and was was quite happy (laughs) to just roll with that. Um, so yeah, she was really cool and she, yeah, again, she checked me out and she was like, okay, you're at about six or seven centimeters. So you can, again, you can hang out at home or you can go into the hospital. Um, so I, we went into Tauranga hospital cause I was quite keen to, just be somewhere where I felt safe um, yeah. and any intervention that I might have needed just be kind of at my fingertips. Um, yeah. So we got to the hospital, <laughs> we got to the hospital at like one minute to 11. Um, I barely made it to the delivery room and she was born at or oh, 11.13, I believe. Oh so my goodness, was, very fast. It was cutting it really fine. Um, I remember sort of stopping and breathing in the hallway of the maternity unit and just sort of really having to focus. I had my tens machine on again, again, 
um, and just really yeah. focusing on each breath, trying to breathe my way through the contractions. Um, and I got into the, I got into the maternity room, um, the delivery suite, sorry. And, um, the ladies said, Oh, you know, let's just check you out. How are we doing? And, um, I was squatting over the side of the bed and I said, no, I've got to push. I can feel her head. <laughs> um, and they I, like, so I just vividly remember them being like, Oh, well, you better take your pants off then. <laughs> so that was kind of like brought it back to reality a wee bit. Um, yeah. and yeah, she was honestly three pushes and she just flew out. It was such a quick birth, um, yeah. from the, like the active, active labor side. It was just yeah, all on. Um, so that was, it was quite a different delivery in terms of with jet. I was on my back on the bed. Um, whereas with Navy, I was squatting over the side of the bed and I think it just really helped gravity kind of did its work and she just shot out. Yeah. Um, amazing. And I didn't get any tears with her or anything. So it was, it was like probably the best birth, um, of the two. Ever physiological third stage. So you just birthed the placenta without needing any help or. So with both, or actually all three of the kids, I had the um, injection. I forget the name of yep. it, but um, just through some family history of like blood loss and blood clotting, uh, they thought yep. it would be best for me to have that. Um, so that all happened really quickly. It was kind of a non-event, to be yep. honest. It was just kind of, oh, take a breath, have a push, and here it comes. Yeah, so that was that was pretty easy, to be honest. It, and, yeah, yep. it didn't cause any drama. Awesome. And how did Navy go with breastfeeding? Um, she was a lot easier. I used a nipple shield after the first couple of days, just cause I was, they were getting quite sore and cracked, but I weaned it, weaned it off at about two weeks. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't hard at all to do that. Um, and she, yeah, she was, she was pretty good from the get go, to be honest. She had a wee tongue tie snipped at a couple of days old, which well, you never know if it helped or not, but she was a really good feeder and a really good, um, solids eater from like the get-go so maybe it helped who knows maybe it was just her awesome and so you've got two babies at home now how was that experience for you as a newborn mum and a mum to a toddler I guess at that stage um it was it was a pretty smooth transition overall I got really lucky my husband works for our family business so he was able to kind of take a good 10 days off which was really helpful Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. Warbyparker.com slash covered. And my mum awesome. lives locally, so she came and helped for the first, oh, probably every day for a month, um, yeah. which was just amazing, like such an amazing help to have with two little ones. Um, luckily from memory, Navy was pretty settled early on. Um, I mean, she, don't get me wrong, she had her moments and she had that crazy witching yeah. hour and all that sort of thing. But yeah. overall, she was a pretty, pretty easy baby. Um, and I, I feel like the first six weeks of having a newborn and a toddler was kind of the hardest. And then I found my rhythm and kind of yeah. found how it works for us. Um, but yeah, the first six weeks was pretty, pretty crazy, pretty full on. 
and she was a very, very spilly baby. So like projectile vomited a lot of her feeds. She was so happy about it, but it was just, there was a lot of washing. (laughs) Yeah, I bet. And so how long did you breastfeed Navy for? Um, I breastfed her for 13 months. Um, and then again, when I got pregnant with Rumi, she, uh, she basically self weaned. I think it must have been a flavor change or something. Um, but yeah, she, she weaned onto a bottle very easily. Um, and she's still at just over two is very, very keen on her bottle. So that's not moving anytime soon. Um, but yeah, so she self weaned at 13 months and then very quickly after that, I found out I was pregnant with Rumi. Um, we didn't know if she was a girl or a boy, so that was a nice surprise. Um, but again, with her, we were very much of the mentality of like, okay, we definitely want another one. We'll just wait and see when it happens. Um, who knows? We'll kind of leave it up to whatever happens. But, um, I fell pregnant with her, I think within the first couple of months of sort of, yeah, not trying to do anything either way. Yeah. And her, her pregnancy was pretty similar to Navy's in terms of the morning sickness. Um, about uh, 16 weeks of just again, that like very queasy feeling day in, day out. Um, which really took its toll. I think looking after a 13 month old and a nearly three year old or whatever it was, it, um, it kind of cemented in my mind, Oh, I don't think I want to do this again. Um, (laughs) it was, it was pretty hard. And I just remember having a lot of days of just sort of really doing the bare minimum to get through. Um, particularly because you didn't nap past about two and a half. Um, so I struggled to get a day sleep in at all yeah. when I was pregnant with Rumi. Um, the odd day where he might've been at kindy and the timing kind of worked, but not very often. So that was, that was quite hard. But once the morning sickness passed, um, about, yeah, at about 16 weeks, it was, it was a lot easier. Um, and I managed to keep up my exercise. I was doing E45 three or four times a week, which was, um, really, I think really helpful and just kind of kept me on track with like, clarity of mind and um yeah. having the exercise just yeah I think helps recovery as well a lot so yeah uh, that was that was good um but then at about uh, 36 weeks I had to stop because it was just I just felt it was just too tough on my body my body um yeah. just all the ligaments and uh, relax and rolling around your body just was yeah I was just kind of told me it was time to stop and then I so I had a different midwife for Rumi's pregnancy because again, we were in a different part of Tauranga. Um, and she was lovely. Um, she was really helpful. And at about, oh, let me think it was 38 and one, um, so 38 weeks in one day, uh, she offered if I wanted to, to have a stretch and sweep. And I was all for that. I was so keen to get the baby out. It was so uncomfortable. (laughs) I think each pregnancy just got a little bit harder as it went along. Um, so 38 and one, I had a stretch and sweep. She said that it was, it might have done a little something, but I wasn't really ready to go, which was, um, kind of heartbreaking, but that's life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and then at, uh, 38 and four, I got some niggles starting at about midnight. And again, knowing what they were, I was like, okay, yeah, I think we might be sort of starting. And then at about maybe three in the morning, I called my midwife. Um, again, it was her weekend of leave. <laughs> um, so I talked to the backup midwife, um, who was 
like, okay, cool. I'll come and check you out. We'll see how you're going. And then she said, I'll just text you when I'm leaving. And then about an hour later, she said, okay, I'm about to leave. How are you feeling? And I said, oh, things have really stopped. I don't know what's happened, but I haven't had any contractions in about half an hour when they were coming kind of every like maybe five or six minutes. Um, so she was like, okay, well, um, you just let me know in the morning how you're going. And unfortunately they all completely stopped and I went back to bed at about five in the morning, very disappointed. (laughs) Um, yeah, so I woke up the next, next morning, very tired, having to look after two kids solo being 38 weeks pregnant. Um, and I, yeah, I was was a bit disheartened and a bit upset after all that, to be honest. Um, so I chatted to my midwife and she's like, look, I'll come over and I'll give you another stretch and sweep just to see if that will help, help anything. So I didn't hold up much hope for that, but she came around at about four 30 that afternoon and, um, she gave me another stretch and then within maybe 20 minutes, half an hour of her leaving, I was in again, full blown labor, like very not able to hold a conversation, um, mm-hmm. very out of breath. Um, so I called my mom and she came over, um, and looked after Jet and Navy while Sammy and I went up to, uh, the Bethlehem birthing center. And I put my TENS machine on just before getting in the car. Cause I wanted to use that again, since it was really helpful with the last two. Um, so I put that on before jumping in the car and it was probably the most horrific car ride of my life. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I find the contractions like pretty manageable if I'm standing up and I can kind of sway and breathe through them. But strapped in a car seat is um, a lot, a lot lot harder. Um, So we made it up to Bethlehem and I remember getting out of the car and him asking me if he he could get me a wheelchair. And I was like, no, no, I just need to stand up. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I got out of the car and made it up to the birth birth center um, because it was up a couple of flights of stairs, which was fun. (laughs) Um, So I made it into the um, delivery room. And I actually had the midwife who had delivered Navy. So that was really cool. Oh, just wow. by chance, she was just there, which was really neat because at the time with Navy, she was just a call in. And then, yeah, it just happened to be that she was there again, which was like kind of cool. So got to the delivery suite and then I think within, it might have been 20 minutes or half an hour, um, Rumi was born. Um, again, I, it was pretty like almost identical to, Navy's birth in terms of I was like squatting over um, the side of the bed and again three pushes and she just kind of shot out the um yeah. like she was so fast in fact that my friend who was um, photographing she said she didn't really even get the birth shot because it happened so quickly <laughs> which was kind yeah. of a shame but again life that's all good um yeah. and luckily no tears or anything after having her um they were a bit worried about a bit of blood loss um and retain placenta after that. But I think once they kind of checked it all over and I had to have an extra injection to, um, get rid of retain products. So that was, that was fine. It was again, like not really a big deal after maybe yeah. another half an hour of just kind of lying there getting my uterus squished. Um, yeah. they were quite happy with, um, yeah, everything coming out and that was all good. I'm going to ask how was your experience at the birth center in comparison to the hospitals that you'd been at previously? Um, so North Shore Hospital, where I was with Jet, 
was awful. Absolutely awful. I wish I could be more positive about it. But once yeah. my midwife left and, um, I was put in a shared room with a lady who had had a C-section, so she couldn't move. Every time her baby cried, she'd have to call a, a midwife, which yeah. took a while to come. And then unfortunately her and her partner were having a row at one in the morning, which was mm-hmm. just not okay. But anyway, that was a bit of a shame. And my husband was actually asked to leave at eight o'clock at night. So I was there with this like three or four hour brand new baby. Um, and he was asked to leave, which was kind of a shock to the system. So yeah. North Shore wasn't a great experience in all honesty. Um, Taranga hospital was, yeah, great. No problems with that at all. I was only there for, Mm, I think the, the like minimum two hours and then I transferred yeah. to the birth center, um, yeah. in Tauranga. So that was really nice. Um, yeah, the experience all around was really good. And then with Rumi having arrived at the birth center to actually deliver was amazing because I didn't have to leave. I just had a shower in my own room and then we just sort of hunkered down and had a good sleep. Um, and then I was there for, I think I was there for two nights. And the whole experience of birth, the birthing center was really lovely. I think I was the only one there for 24 hours. So the mm-hmm. midwives were, um, yeah, there at the touch of a button. And um, it was, yeah, a really lovely experience. Lots of delicious food. And it was so nice not to have to cook <laughs> for two days. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I guess, again, being like third baby, she was, I found her entrance into the world very easy because I'd done it twice before and I'd, knew how to handle a newborn and I knew, you know, about wrapping a baby and white noise and all that kind of thing. So she was, she was very settled from the get go. Um, again, she was a massive power chucker from very early on. Both the girls were, um, but I think they both grew out of it at about six or eight weeks. Um, but yeah, overall the birth experience at the birthing center was amazing. Like highly recommend. It was lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And how does, um, Rumi go with breastfeeding? Is she still breastfeeding now? Yeah. So she still at four months is breastfed. Um, I've been trying to introduce a bottle to her just because life takes over and I've got a few things coming up, pens, do's and weddings, whatnot. But the initial get go from, um, breastfeeding with her was really easy. Um, only a day or two of kind of like sore cracked, sore cracked nipples. Um, yeah, it was really easy with her. Um, no, I didn't need to use nipple shields with her at all. Um, and it was really, yeah, it was pretty, pretty easy. Um, she again had her tongue tie cut at, I think about six days old. Yeah. Um, and again, whether or not it helped, I don't really know, but (laughs) yeah, I I got done. Um, but yeah, she's been great breastfeeding. It's been no trouble at all. She's had a bit of, um, weight loss since about I think in about 10 weeks she was um, yeah. they found some weight loss and it was discovered that perhaps her tongue tie had actually reattached causing her some feeding oh, okay. difficulties even noticed anything like from my end but her not gaining weight was kind of a, a sign yeah. so about oh about maybe three weeks ago now we got her tongue tie re recut relazed and again whether it made any difference I don't know but she's put on weight since then so that's kind of all yeah. that matters yeah. Oh, cool. Very good. And have you gone back to exercise? Have you done that after um, all of your babies? I forgot to ask. I have, yeah. So after Jet, I started back exercising at about six weeks post his birth. Um, yeah. I had quite a bit of ab separation, so I worked really hard um, in the first six weeks after his birth to 
like closed the gap in my abs. Um, and the same with both the girls, actually, I worked pretty hard at doing that. I managed to get back into the gym about three weeks post having Navy and actually two weeks post having Rumi, which oh, wow. I say kind of, I say with caution because I know that that's not like everyone's cup of tea and not everyone's like game plan. Um, but it just, I just had very, like very good births with both the girls and I just felt that my body was ready to go. Um, yeah. and yeah, it couldn't have been an easier transition to be honest. It was, it was yeah. for me, exercise is just like my go-to and it's my release yeah. and my enjoyment. So I was really looking forward to get, getting back into that. And are you doing F45? I know sometimes people have experiences with their milk supply changing when they're doing high intensity exercise after birth, but that hasn't been your experience. No, it's not been, but then I honestly wouldn't be able to tell if my milk quality dropped. I mean, you can obviously tell with quantity um, and look, Hey, I, it, it could have been the case with Rumi losing weight, but I guess having breastfed two other babies and still doing exercise, it never affected them. Um, I've always had oodles of milk. I've just been able to express until I've got like bucket loads. So I don't think it's had any impact on it. Um, it, I mean, it may have done like mildly, but nothing that I've noticed and nothing that my babies have noticed anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. I'm sure that, um, other women will like to hear that side of your story because yeah, I get a lot of questions about that if we can talk about that on the podcast. So thank you for sharing. I'm sure everyone's different though. Like I think obviously everyone's milk supply is going to be different and everyone's going to react differently to exercise. So I definitely like, I think, yeah, each, each to their own and every case is different. Yeah. Very cool. And you've got three babies now, so do you think that you'll try for any more or you are you um, sort of done with three? Uh, I think my husband and I are pretty set with three. I think to go back and do another pregnancy again, I mean, I'm, I definitely like admit that I don't get as bad morning sickness as what some people do, like horrific HG or anything. Um, but I think for me, my capacity is pretty... Uh, pretty set right now. I don't know that I've got much more in me to do pregnancy again, looking after three children. I'd love, I'd love a fourth, but I think I'd have to, (laughs) I'd have to have it handed to me on a platter. I don't want to do pregnancy. (laughs) I do the birth. The birth is fine. The birth doesn't bother me, but the pregnancy is what I don't want to do again. Just nine months of a long slog. So I think I think we're pretty set, but I never say never. <laughs> um, I mean, awesome. things, things happen, mistakes get made, so we'll see. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today, Heidi, and sharing your stories. I really appreciate it. Oh, not at all. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Kiwi Birth Tales podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. I'd love to hear your feedback, so either leave a review on the podcast app that you're listening on or head to our Instagram at KiwiBirthTales and leave a comment there. If you're interested in sharing your birth tale, then please head to the Instagram page and use the email link to get in touch. Thanks again for listening. I really look forward to sharing the next episode with you. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash 
Upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.